Hello and welcome back to Trail Tales. My name is David Waters and today is Season 2, Episode 11. Today you're lucky enough to have Sean and I. We recorded two podcasts and they're blended into one. So you get one nice long one. So you can take it on the trail, take it on the road, you can drive with it. However you listen to your podcast, I hope you enjoy. Our listeners... We are really grateful that we have your ear. We are grateful that you tune in and listen to Sean and I and the things that we have to say. It is an honor. It is a pleasure. I am grateful, and I know Sean is extremely grateful, that we are able to do this for you. So with no further ado, let's dive into our podcast today where I talk about 10 reasons to go trail running while Sean faces new challenges. Hello and welcome to Trail Tales. My name is David Waters and I am one of your hosts for Trail Tales, your running podcast. I wanted to talk to you about trail running and what it means to me. You know, there's always a story to be said for getting out into the woods with a bunch of people you know and just running. And especially this time of year, you know, wintertime is one of my favorite times to run and there's a lot of factors for that and so today I thought I would uh, talk about why like what what does the trail run mean to me what does it mean in terms of enjoyment what do I get out of it and how you can fall in love with the trail So I guess number one, if we're going to count down some points, I'm probably going to lose track. I'm probably going to lose track as I go along, but I'll do my best to kind of keep my finger, keep counting on my fingers. So we'll start off with our first one and it's, it comes down to nature guys, comes down to the enjoyment of the outdoors. We live in a world of excess, uh, commercialism, uh, busy going from A to B as quick as possible and forgetting about the in-between bits. And, you know, people's stress levels are through the roof, right? You know, financially, people are freaking out. Health-wise, people are freaking out. Um, Whether your job is stable, you're freaking out. You've got kid stress and you're freaking out. You know, there's... There's so many different things that people can kind of get overwhelmed with. And I think getting out in nature and hugging a tree or, you know, just running down a trail, I think there's enjoyment in that because when you're trail running, you are literally in the moment. There is no two ways about it. You can't look left or right or, I mean, you really have to pay attention and be in the moment. Even looking at your watch 
can be dangerous. And, you know, I've, <laughs> I've fallen quite a few times uh, by looking at my watch when I shouldn't be. So, yeah, you know, I think you know, being present, being in the moment, you know, breathing in that air and just, you know, being one with nature. Uh, I mean, nature's all around us. If we just, you know, pay attention and open up our eyes and stop every now and then and take some deep breaths and look around and see what's there, you know, a lot can be gleaned from that. I mean, if you're out there for an hour, right, if you're out by yourself, I mean, you can put on, a, a, you know, your headphones, listen to our, our podcast or one of your other many podcasts that I'm sure that you enjoy. Or you could just unplug and just run. Let, just let your feet just hit the ground and just listen to the crunching of the snow or, you know, the, the, the wind as it whistles through the trees, birds, you know, uh, just the little noises, right? You can become super aware of your surroundings and forget about the deadlines that you have to get, you know, uh, during your, your job, right? I mean, we as human beings spend so much time thinking about the future, worrying about the future, obsessing about the future, and guess what? The future hasn't even occurred, <laughs> right? And to me, that doesn't make sense, right? And I know we all do it and I'm guilty as well, but it still doesn't make sense, right? Let's just pay attention. Let's, let's try to be one with the trail, right? Let's go to number two. So number one was like just connecting with your present moment, you know, in the trail, leaving the rest of the world behind. Number two is connecting with a community, you know, connecting with your tribe, connecting with your group, you know, whatever it may be, right? You may be called the speedy runners. You could be called the vegan runners. You could be called the meat eating runners. I really couldn't care less what you're called. Just, you know, if you have a group, of people that you connect with and you like going for a run with each other because you lift each other up, right? That can be such an immense benefit to your health and well-being. There's so many studies that have been done that talked about connection, right? You know, we as human beings, you know, seek out connection with other human beings, regardless of your, if you're an introvert, Right? Sure, I get it. You know, my, my wife is an introvert and I understand that. And, you know, I've been an introvert from time to time. However, I'm a very, uh, where I get my energy from is, is connecting with other people, right? So I am super, like, extrovert kind of person. And so I think if you find your tribe of people, whether it's one person or 35, right? Or somewhere in between. Right? If, if you could connect with that group of people and go out for a run and have a social encounter, right? it may not be about the run. It may be just about the connection that you're having with all those other people. And when you are on a trail run, it's kind of like being locked in an elevator with people. Right? But you know these people, right? But it's kind of like being locked in an elevator and being forced to have a conversation right? Now, if you like the person, obviously, it's much easier. Uh, however, uh, there are times that, you know, sometimes it may be uncomfortable to open up about some of your pressing uh, concerns, issues, worries, anxieties, uh, personal deep feelings. 
However, you know, when you're amongst like-minded people that you run with once a week or maybe once a month or whatever it is, or maybe even once a day, having that somebody that you could talk to is wonderful. And having a running group is very different than having, you know, going out as, uh, you know, a, a social after work, right? You know, you work with, you know, all these people throughout your day and then you go out with them in the evening for a couple of drinks or whatever after work once in a while, right? That's one group. And then, you know, you're diverse and you've got another group, right? You've got your group of runners that you uh, connect with. And then you may be in another group where you're enthusiasm for cars or baking or heck, knitting or I don't know, maybe you like to go fishing, whatever it is, right? Like, I don't know. What I'm saying is find your group of people that you can connect with because, again, it's a lot more about the social connection than it is about the trail. But the trail connects us in in ways that going to a bar or a restaurant don't because you can have that focused conversation with one or two or three people. And when you're on the trail, there's nobody else there, right? It's a nice quiet moment to have a fun social with people. Right, and, and that's just a, an amazing point that uh, that you know I like. Number three, number three. I would say having that alone time is super important as well. So, just as much as having the social connections, you need to be able to have those moments of quiet, clarity, right? One with nature so you can think, clear your mind and problem solve. A time for you to discover your inner strengths. A time for you to sit there or I should say run (laughs) while you're running, but you can contemplate life, contemplate you know, the problems that you're, you're encountering in your life and then come up with a resolution to those problems. And you can do that all from running, right? Just by putting one foot in front of the other, no one else is around you, you're in nature and there's no disruption, right? Your phone is put away and you are running. Like you can't run on a trail and talk on a phone and try to problem solve and do all these things at once right? You, you just can't. So once the phone is away, then you're free to start to use your brain to come up with solutions to a number of issues that you may be having. Number four, it's good for the body. It's good for the soul. It's good for the mind. When you trail run, it is so much different the experience is dramatically different from the road, right? When you're on the road, you're typically looking at your pace. Okay, what's my split? Oh, I need to go a little bit faster. Oh, maybe a little slower or, you know, you're so worried about that. But when you're on a trail, the only thing that really matters is how long have you been on your feet, right? You're not looking at your watch going, oh, okay, 
you know, the first kilometer was X pace. And so my next, you know, kilometer two and three and four all need to be the same. No, it's not how it works, right? You've got hills, you've got rocks, you've got branches, you've got holes in the ground, you've got nature, you've got streams. Like, I mean, there's so many, like the crazy hills, right? The downs, the ups, the flats, the, the grassy fields, the, the, you know, soul sucking mud, whatever it is, right? You cannot compare, you know, mile after mile. Like it's not the same, right? So to me, you know, being out there and, and just, you know, putting time on the feet, enjoying nature, solving problems, having fun with friends and family or whoever it is that you run with, right? It, it, it all comes together nice and, and, and put together in a bow uh, for me. Trail, trail is amazing. Trail it really is. Uh, some of my f- most fondest memories come from the trail. So, yeah, that's 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 super super fun. Number five. Number five. <sighs> Where do I go with this? There's so many things I could talk about. Um, so let me. Okay, so. So number four. I mean, yeah, it's really good for you, right? So the training that you can put in, sorry, I'm kind of going back to that a little bit, but the training that you do, I mean, running the hills is so good for your heart. It's so good for your cardiovascular system, right? It's good for building the muscles. These are beautiful things that your body can enjoy. Like it's a, it's a wonderful experience. And so if you can, you know, get others to participate in that sport, it's a pretty good feeling. So now we'll go to number five. Longevity. I'm no scientist. I'm no doctor. I don't have a degree in any of those things. <laughs> but what I do have is an experiment of one with what I've gone through. And with all the training that I've done, I can honestly say I've decreased to my age just by running, right? Being in, being in nature is, is healthy in so many ways, but you don't really realize, I mean, running is too, just, just getting out and moving. When I finish, I just feel like a rock star. I feel like I'm alive. I feel the endorphins go crazy. And that's, it doesn't matter if you're running trail or not. I mean, it's, you know, the road does the same thing, but I find that it's, it's so much easier on your body um, it, when running the, the, the trails than it is on, uh, on the road. I mean, the surface is much softer on the body. Uh, you know, so, you know, being able to, to, to put in the miles uh, out there, I think longevity is, is huge. And I think that as you build up your heart muscle, right? Like, well, your heart muscle, your heart is a muscle. But as you build up your heart, you build up your, your, your quads and your calves, and your cardiovascular system improves. I think, you know, leads into number six is I think you just become a better person. I think you become a more caring person. You know, somebody that, again, lives in the moment, is present, is kind, right? I found a lot of kind, caring trail runners. So much that they've become really good friends of mine. So, I mean, they're willing to 
they're willing to run a race with you, like to pace you in your race to see you to the finish, right? Regardless if you have to walk, right? Like just, you know, I've, I've seen people, you know, uh, want to help out another runner and book a flight to go to the United States to run a race that, you know, they know somebody needed help in, you know, in, in completing. And so I think the running community is, is just gives back, right? Volunteering at aid stations, right? Giving back to, you know, that community, right? That puts on that race. It's not, it's not easy putting on, on these races. It's very difficult, I'm sure. And so I think, you know, being able to give back to the community, uh, it just makes you a kinder individual to yourself, to your body, to, you know, you as a human being, to the relationships that you have in your life, you know, whether it makes you a better father, wife, um, husband, you know, whatever you want to label yourself as. I just think it, it, you know, you improve as a person. Am I on number seven? See, I'm starting to lose track because now after I'm on two ends. Um, number seven, I think what I find, and this may not just be for trail, but it may translate over onto road, is I think you're more in tune with your body, right? I think you understand what your body needs, uh, you know, with the more experience that you get with running. I think you're, you know, I honestly, I think you're a science experiment uh, and a science experiment of one, and that's you. That's you, the runner, you connected to the trail or the road. You're, whether, whether you are losing weight, whether you're getting back into running, whether or not you're an elite athlete, it doesn't matter, right? None of that matters. What matters is, is you're looking after your body and you're listening to the cues of what it tells you. And, you know, if there starts to, you know, if you start having something going on with your hip or if your chest is getting heavy or if your mental clarity is going or whatever that injury is, I think you're a problem solver. You can start to dial it in and start taking stock of what's going on, right? First off, take stock. Where am I? What's going on in my surroundings? What's hurting? What's not hurting? Like what, like what do I do, right? And then, is there anything that I can do about it right at this moment? Okay, if there is, okay, then you could, you know, <clears throat> take action, right? And when you start taking action, then you can, con- you know, continue on with what needs to happen. So I think we're, we're, you know, we as trail runners, we're really good at problem solving uh, when we're on the road, you know, when we're on the trail or, or, or not. And that can translate into life, right? You can probably be a, uh, you can probably perform better at your job if you're more dialed in with, uh, with your body and, you know, as of what it needs, right? You're probably uh, more productive if you've gone for a run in the morning than if you haven't. I don't know, that's just, that's just me. That's the way I, I seem to operate. <clears throat> I can be more visual, more hyper aware, more focused, uh, with a smile on my face and I can give back to my clients, uh, you know, whether we're listing their house, whether we're looking for a house, whether we're, we're negotiating an offer, whatever, whatever that is, I can get them into a house that they want and they can be happy and they can put down roots, right? And start creating their journey, their memories. I think it's pretty satisfying for me. Uh, so let's go number eight. Uh, I guess, is this, I wonder, if, I wonder if I can get to 10, right? I wonder if I can get to 10. Um, I think number eight 
comes down to nutrition. I think we as runners, we, uh, we think that we can eat whatever, whatever we want and we'd be perfectly fine. Right? I'm just going to go out, go for a run. I'm going to finish my run. I've burned off 2,000 calories. I'm going to go to McDonald's and I'm just going to eat you know, everything that I want. And why aren't I losing weight? <laughs> why am I not getting healthier? Why do I seem to be gaining weight? Right? And you know, I've seen that happen to people, right? They train really hard and they seem to be gaining more weight or they don't lose any weight. So I think that, you know, we as runners, we need to dial that in and really start to understand how food affects us. Right? Whether you treat it as food or whether you treat it as fuel, right? you're going to get two different results. You know, if you want that comfort food so you can you know, be happy, then, then that's one set. But if you also want to fuel your body to its peak performance, I think you need to make sure that you're you know, putting in the correct nutrients in your body. And like I said, I'm, a nutri- I'm not a nutritionist, dietitian, or any of that. I'm not, I'm not that. I am just an experiment of one and I know what works for me, right? And being plant-based, whole food diet, that's the way I go. And whether you want to label it as vegan, then so be it. I find that my body operates wonderful in that zone, right? I can recover faster, right? I'm stronger, right? I seem to have more energy. And, you know, I don't need to have any animals in my body for that to happen. And so... Like I said, this is just me. This is just an experiment of one, right? Like you can be whatever it is you want to be and that's cool and there's no judgment. This is just what works for me, right? So I think finding and dialing in your nutrition, you know, what you eat on race day, what you eat on an everyday basis, what time of day you eat. I mean, sure, we could go into, you know, talk about a food cult, but it's not that, right? It's about eating what your body needs. And if animals are important to you, which they are for me, then maybe going down the plant-based food, you know, whole foods, again, vegan, maybe that's an option for you. If not, that's fine. Do, you know, continue to have your meat, chicken and eggs or whatever it is that you want to have. That's, it's okay. I'm not here to tell you what to do, right? I'm just saying, maybe take a look at what you're putting into your body and maybe start to dial that back. Maybe to take a look and say, hey, you know what? I could try this a little bit differently here. And this is the reason why. So I think dialing in nutrition is super important. And, you know, being out on a trail, you know, I'm running much slower than I would be if I was on a road race. Because again, you know, you've got the hills, you've got all those things I talked to you about before. Right? That's a lot of, of different things happening all at once, right? So trail runs, like trail, you can get to the aid station. You can see the slew of junk food that's at the table and start, you know, chowing down on that, whether you're going to have a, you know, a flat Coke to get as much sugar in as you can because you're burning through your glycogen source, or are you going to start, you know, burning fat as an energy source and start there? So that way you don't craving or you're depleting all of your carbohydrates like your your glucose so 
I, I think nutrition is super important in a lot of ways, and I think it should have its own podcast. But that's just, you know, one of the things that I've noticed the difference between road and trail. You know, how you run uh, can be very, very different. Uh, number nine, I think your running shoes are super important. And, you know, running on trails, again, with all those different elements from mud to rain, like mud to hard packed gravel to roots to slippery trees to rocks to streams and everything else. The shoe that you're going to need is going to be different than what you use if you're just running on the, the pavement, right? Totally different. And so I think making sure that you go in and check out your running gait, figure it out, right? How your body, how you run. Are you landing on your heel or your forefoot? These are super important things. So making sure you have the, you know, correct shoes to be wearing. Uh, you may be, you know, have issues with your feet and you need more cushion. So maybe a Hoka is is more of your style than an ultra right an ultra is is a is a nice flat uh zero drop shoe that will really work your calves and improve your form or maybe you need to get an ultra right more cushioning right because your your joints are really really aching or you've got some type of arthritis or whatever it is right maybe you need to be running in speed goats you know what i mean so again you need to figure that kind of stuff out and there's like an endless selection of shoes right there's, there's tons of them uh, and I guess the last one that we'll talk about number 10 uh, number 10 quality of life right this may tie it all the way back up to number one or number two or I don't know I've been talking for a little while and I hope I haven't bored you to tears by now but these are just some of the thoughts that have been going through my head um quality of life and you can wrap that up from the friendships that you make right new friendships whether they're old friendships to you know the social activity that you end up doing after the fact right going for food at a restaurant or going for a coffee uh just you know spending time with more you know people to taking pictures, video, creating a YouTube channel, creating a podcast, whatever it may be, right? Doing the things that you enjoy doing, going for a hike, being out in nature, bird watching, uh, the list goes on, right? Like, you know, I remember going for a trail run last year with my, with my uh, team Vegan Trails and uh, we ended up going for a swim mid-run. You know, we came along, you know, MacArthur's Lake over in Mono Cliffs and we decided, hey, let's just stop right here and let's just go for a swim for a while. And we stopped our middle of a run, stopped our watches and went swimming for a while. And it was so awesome, right? So awesome. Like 30 degree weather and there we are swimming. We're in the middle of a trail. Like it was, it was awesome. So I, I think, you know, again, being in the moment, being aware of your surroundings taking that moment to say well we, let's just go for a swim like that's really cool right there's a lot of great things and and we create memories and when we create memories we can look back on them with with fondness and joy right happiness gratitude but if we're always in that stressed out 
working, going insane, what kind of life is that, right? I think we as a society are like, we need to have the biggest house, the most expensive car, the, you know, we need to shop at Whole Foods. We need to drive, you know, the BMWs or the Lexuses or whatever it is, right? No, we don't. That is a choice. And we have a choice whether or not to abuse our body or use it to bring us happiness. And that to me is what trail running, road running means. It means happiness and gratitude, living in the moment, you know, enjoying other people's company, being kind to one another, helping other people. Because at the end of the day, I hope that I can run myself into the nursing home. I don't want to be one of those people who's got emphysema, who are on tons of medications, bad heart, bad legs, you know, can't walk, have a walker, have Alzheimer's, like all the scary stuff, type 2 diabetes. I don't want any of that. I want to live a life of joy and happiness, right? And leave a legacy behind where other people can say, hey, you know what? That person was a good person, right? That's a role model I want to be, right? That's the type of person that I want my son and my daughter to be. I have friends of mine, and I know that you're listening to this, and I'm not going to name you, but you know, you guys have created an amazing community. You guys have created a group of, of, of like-minded people, brought together a like-minded group of people that is, is amazing and it's so joyful. You've created a family, not just your immediate family, but a trail family. You've created your own personal family and you've, you've given your son and your daughter the tools to be strong, supportive, kind, caring human beings who we are going to need on this planet if we are going to evolve. The trail running community is a wonderful group of people worldwide. And I think that's something to be celebrated. These are my thoughts. These are my feelings. This is my stance. And I hope that today's podcast resonated a little bit with you. And if you could take one or two of the things that I've talked about and maybe work on this year, then I'm happy. I'm happy that I was able to share my feelings and spread the message out far and wide because really that's what this is. This is a community online even, right? It's communicate, like to communicate my message with others, with other like-minded people. And I, I really am so grateful. I know Sean and I, like we're hugely grateful to our listeners and we really, really appreciate everyone that 
you know, listens to our podcast, that has that ear to, you know, have my voice in your head right now, listening to this. So from, from my, from, from me, my family, Wild Trail family, you know, thank you. I appreciate your time in your ears. (laughs) So thanks for tuning in guys. I'm going to wrap it up here. And, uh, Thanks again for, for listening and being part of something special. So until our next one, run wild. Thanks a lot. We'll talk later. And welcome back to the second half of our show. Switching things up here with uh, Sean Roberts on the mic now. Uh, We just heard Dave Roberts talking about trail running. And I'm going to talk about something a little bit different and pretty much just give you an update on where I'm at right now. And we'll kind of dive into that and see where it takes us. But um, in previous shows, you've heard us talk about, you know, the peaks and valleys of running and of life in general. You uh, have good times and you have bad times, highs and lows. And where do I find myself right now? Well, I find myself in the midst of a valley. I'm in a low point right now. And that's that's mainly due to the fact that I haven't run since January 5th. And that's because I had my uh, eye surgery on the 6th. And I guess the healing process is taking a little bit longer than expected. And I still have another week to wait before I can actually get into some more intensive exercise. So that's been a big adjustment for me um physically you feel yourself kind of changing a little bit you feel maybe a little bit slower mentally you know there's maybe a little bit of restlessness going on and you know i did attempt to try to to do a light jog on the treadmill and uh didn't didn't feel very well so i stopped that um i've done a few light sessions on my exercise bike which have kind of helped Um, And last night I went out and helped instruct some of the young kids in Taekwondo. And the funny thing is, you know, not being active for for a few weeks, even just throwing some light kicks to demonstrate for the kids, I can feel my legs this morning are are talking to me a little bit. So I'm in that valley. And as far as the physical fitness and everything goes, I know that will come back. Um, you know, the, the main struggle right now for me is a mental struggle. It, it's that restlessness, feeling a little bit uneasy and just kind of wanting to get out there. And you almost feel like you're, you've derailed yourself. And it's January and I said, you know, my, my concept or my goal for 2020 was going to be consistency. And right now it's consistently nothing. <laughs> but I know that even though I'm off to a slow start, things will turn around and I'll be able to pick it up and and move on with my training and that's where i'm at like i'm in a positive headspace regardless of the challenges and i think that's key here um you know when things are easy it's easy you don't have to work hard you don't have to dig deep you just ride the wave and you ride the momentum but when it's it's when that momentum stops when you hit a wall where you really know what you're made of and what i'm talking about is you know, you're riding that momentum, let's say you come up upon an injury and or you have a bad day or a bad period with dieting and maybe you put on a few pounds, you know, and 
the holidays just happened, so that could be the case for some of us. Um, but when you hit that that roadblock, that's where you know what you're made of, or where you find out what you're made of, because when you hit that roadblock and, and the physical movement stops, whatever it is that you do, you come upon the mental monster, right? It's It's how confident in knowing who you are and where you stand. You know, if if you hold tightly to the identity of a runner, and when you think about who you are, you say, my name's Sean and I'm a runner. You know, if that is your main identifier and all of a sudden you can't run, you're going to get into some trouble mentally because you've lost the piece of your identity now because you can't run or you may struggle. So I think the the important thing is, or the way I approach this stuff is there are things that I do and then I divide that into things that I do and to the person that I am. So yeah, I am Sean. I run, but I'm not a runner. That's not who I am. I'm a martial artist. Well, I do martial arts, but I'm not a martial artist. That's not who I am. You know, I happen to work as a paramedic, but being a paramedic is not who I am. Those are all little parts of me. You know, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a brother. I'm not a sister or a mother, so I can't identify with that at all. But what I'm saying is, is to be cautious of identifying with a certain label, because once something prevents you from identifying with that label or prevents you from performing the actions identified with that label, you can run up into that mental challenge and almost that those feelings of despair, feelings of being worthless almost even. And if you realize that those are things that you do, but they not they don't make you who you are, you have an easier time getting around it. As far as running goes, you know, I made the promise to myself when I started running that I wouldn't I would never set a specific goal for my running. Like I'm going to run a marathon, I'm going to do this or do that. My goal for running was simply I'm going to run for as long as I physically can, for as long as my body will allow me to run. Hopefully that is the rest of my life. And that was my goal. And the reason I made that my goal when it came to running was that in my younger days I got into to bodybuilding and weightlifting and I, I had this goal that I wanted to go onto the stage of a bodybuilding competition and look like I belonged there. And that was, you know, two, almost three years in the making. And I did that. And I worked hard and that was my focus. I was focused on that goal. I got to that goal. And then it was over. I went back to the gym. I thought, well, now what? And through that experience, I learned that I didn't really enjoy the process. Um... It wasn't a way I wanted to to live all the time. And I thought, well, now what? And I've kind of burnt myself out at the gym and lifting weights. And it was something that I used to love to do. But because I identified as a bodybuilder, quote unquote, um, once I had done that and I didn't want to do it, I had to start over again. So then I got into kind of martial arts later on. I started doing Muay Thai, which was great. And I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I kind of fell away from the from the Muay Thai, not because of any specific goals, just life challenges and changes and things like that. And I didn't have the time to commit to it. 
So then I got into the running and I, I realized from the past I didn't want to make myself a specific goal like running a certain distance or at a certain time because I was worried that once I got to that goal, I would no longer have that drive or determination. So for my running, I'm very casual about it. I'm not super competitive. I think that might be why one of the reasons I'm really um, enjoying running on the trails more than on the roads because it's you just kind of go out there and go with the groove and enjoy the scenery and the experience of it. Um, you know, I just wish I could get to the trails more often. Running on the road is great, and don't get me wrong, I do push myself when I'm running and training, and I do, you know, sometimes look at time goals and things like that, but those are for small windows or small periods of time just to try to to improve and, and really just to do your best and to challenge yourself. That's why I, I do that. Um, but if I don't meet those goals that I have, then I'm not really disappointed. But I think one of the keys for myself is I make my goals attainable right and then you kind of see where you're at and then you can go from there excuse me while i take a sip of my lovely coffee here oh that's good um so that's kind of where i'm at now i'm kind of in that point where i'm in limbo in terms of my physical activity um you know the struggle is there sometimes i've been eating a little bit more because i'm god what's the point you know you get a little bit you want to eat that comfort food and I do that and I think you know as humans we all kind of do that to some extent so um you know today is a new day I've been trying to kind of um tighten up my eating a little bit and and be more cognizant of that especially with the with the limited exercise um you can want to be a little bit more careful with your eating and stuff and try to you know maintain yourself as best you can until you can get active again looking ahead to the next to the next week. I think this week I'm going to try to do a little bit of activity each day, light stuff. There won't be any running or any um, big impact martial art training, but you know, I'll try to do some light exercise, uh, bike every day, uh, maybe get in and, and uh, do some instruction with the martial arts just to get moving around a little bit and kind of build my way up. And then I think my first run back it's going to be just nice and easy, maybe a walk run just to kind of see where I'm at and get comfortable with it and then build my way back up. And then before you know it, you're back into the swing of things and you're riding the wave again, right? So I think that's the takeaway here is to not grab onto one thing and identify as that and make that your your soul identity. It can be a part of you and all these little things can make up you know who you are. But it's so important to not rely on that one thing to make it your identity, right? Be a person who does things. Don't be a person who is a thing. If I could put it in one sentence, that would be it. Um, So wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, whatever you're doing, I hope you are well. I hope you're doing good. And if you're in a peak right now or riding a peak, a wave, just ride that wave and enjoy every moment of it. And just know that when you hit that valley, you're going to be okay. You'll come out of that. It might take some work to climb up back to the peak. But that's what hills are all about. you got to work to get to the top. So, Sean Roberts signing off. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And our next episode, we'll try to get together with Dave. We'll talk a little bit about the Shelburne Health and Wellness Expo. And talk about some of the people that we saw there and talked to. It was a good event. We had massive snow that day, so the attendance was a little bit lower than in the previous three years. 
but uh, still good turnout overall, and I enjoyed myself. So until next time, everybody, from Dave Waters and Sean Roberts, run wild. This has been another episode of Trail Tales, a running podcast.